Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. We are really excited today to bring to you Caleb Hanna. Now, Caleb is a non-conventional in lots of ways, in my opinion, for a property manager, and he is the COO and part owner of Stay Lake Norman. Now, previously, Caleb has done some sales and marketing. He's done a lot of things that require him to be outdoors. He is young, he is vibrant, and he's very passionate about what he's doing. So Caleb is going to bring an outside perspective to us on challenging the status quo and high-end luxury properties, which is what we're going to talk about. So tell me about Lake Norman. Yeah, absolutely. So Lake Norman, largest man-made lake in North Carolina, over 500 miles of shoreline. It's managed by an energy company here, but it's really got everything you need, you know, close to the mountains, only a four-hour drive to the beach, and it's got a beautiful atmosphere for people to enjoy recreation. So I can't pick a better place to live. (laughs) You're right outside of the Research Triangle area. And a lot of high-end homes there. It's a beautiful place that a lot of people go from Raleigh. They just pull out and drive up to it and hang out for the weekend. I mean, they have a lot of really cool things in the area as well. I lived in Cary, Raleigh area for about eight years. I got married and moved. So that's why I moved. (laughs) I love that area. I said to my husband this morning, I think we need to buy a house there in Cary. So let's talk about high-end luxury properties. Tell me a little bit about your properties. My understanding is that they are luxury curated properties that they are professionally designed and like architected by professional. And you were talking about each of these properties gross, how much a year, more or less? Yeah, yeah. Great question. So, you know, 41 properties live on the website right now. Our average gross from last year was over $200,000 per property. Yeah. And, And so the way we do that is ensuring that we do use professional designers and interior designers who they do go above and beyond. They are amazing at their craft and these homes are what they are because of them, but they continue to work with the contractors to ensure that not just the furniture in the space, but the layout of the property is correct, that the bedrooms are in the right sides of the house. The views are opened up. So If you've got a chimney right there that's very traditional right in the middle of the living room, well, they might come in and say, hey, we're going to remove that because we want big floor to ceiling windows to where as soon as you walk in, you feel like you're floating on the lake. So so I have to give credit where credit's due. And they do an amazing job being able to look at these properties along with my business partner who understands that design side. And they really do curate these to make you fall in love. And ultimately, when you walk in, we want you to feel like you're on an HGTV show and that this space is just immaculate and you've fallen in love. And the only thing you want to do is stay there forever. So tell me about, because of the fact that you do these high-end luxury, do you have a lot of guests return to them? Absolutely. And that's actually why last year we ended up creating a loyalty program for those guests. So we started running some numbers and and I'm a numbers guy. I love getting into the data and the analytics of things. And we were able to figure out that at last year's time, 20% 
of our lifetime sales was actually to guests who spent four or more reservations with us. So that's a crazy number. We do get a lot of first-time visitors coming to Lake Norman. Lake Norman is growing in its popularity across the nation, but we understand that people come to us because one, they fall in love with the houses, but two, they fall in love with our services and what we offer our guests. And then a lot of those guests eventually start having conversations with us about what does it look like to be an investor and own a property as well. So yes, loyalty, return guests, they know what they want, especially in that luxury high-end atmosphere. And if you're able to show them and give them what they want, they're not going to question coming back. Tell me about your customer experience for these guests. What is special and unique about the way that you handle them because they are high-end luxury properties? Absolutely. Well, the first thing that we pride ourselves on is just building relationship. And something that we started kind of towards when COVID hit was speaking to each one of our guests on the phone. I love that. It's a non-negotiable now. And we've canceled reservations because people refuse to speak on the phone with us. And we understand that some people don't enjoy it, but we also understand that Building a relationship is one of our values. And one of the things that we pride ourselves on with our employees is having a relationship that feels like family. So why wouldn't we extend that to our guest? So I believe that building that relationship is absolutely important. It allows when something does go wrong, because we know inevitably (laughs) in in what we do, something's going to go wrong, that there's a relationship and it's less stressful being able to speak with those people when you have that friendship that you've created. So tell me about the process of check-in for these homes. How do you handle the check-in process? So we do remote check-ins, obviously, as the industry has kind of moved towards that. Mm -hmm. Our company was an early adopter. They adopted that prior to me even coming on board, which I was very thankful because that can be a large undertaking to transition multiple homes to that. So what we do is, you know, when you make a reservation, we usually speak with you on the phone within 48 hours. That's the goal. We want to confirm everything. And then immediately what we want to do is offer anything that we can do to make your stay more special. Does that mean that we get you set up with a boat rental? Because we do have a sister company that rents boats to our properties. We have a very close connection with a gourmet catering company that can do private chef services. We have close ties with private drivers, so you don't have to go through Uber or anything. You can use our private driver to get you from point A to point B. So the earlier we can get on the phone with the guest, the more curated we can make this experience to exactly what they need or what they want. And from there, they go through a secure online portal, and then they continue to get information throughout the length between their reservation and check-in. And about 10 days before check-in, They get all their check-in information, including their access code. Then we start hitting them with a few text messages, reminding them about a few things. And then once they're in the home, they get to enjoy it. They know how to reach us because we've already spoken to them. We've already emailed them. We've already texted them. And so that's kind of the process from start to finish on how we work with our guests. Something unusual that I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I read that you guys don't charge pet fees. Yeah. Also, another change that we made when we started looking at that loyalty program Mm -hmm. is there's always a boat of contention, I feel like, with fees. And it's going to continue to happen over the next few years, as we've heard certain OTAs discuss the conversation of fees and things like that. And then you have the conversation with property owners of who should get the pet fee, the housekeepers or the owner because of the wear and tear 
Or do you take that pet fee and put it towards a good cause, like donating it to a local shelter? You know, what do you do with that pet fee to make it fair to everyone? And so we have drastically changed our fee structure when it comes to cleaning and insurance. And a part of that change was just eliminating pet fees. And and some of that goes back to, like I spoke before, is family. I have kids, but I also had a dog. And unfortunately, she since has passed, but... Hmm. she was part of our family. And when we traveled, there was no question that she was coming with us. I don't charge you extra for you to bring your kid. And a lot of people think of their pets as their kids. So why would I charge extra for you to bring that additional part of your family to experience what we all love? So that was kind of the idea behind it. That's awesome. I know a lot of people charge the pet fee simply because they do a special cleaning afterwards when Mm -hmm. there's pets because there are people that are allergic. So that's wonderful. That's a real good benefit, especially for people that have pets in their family. Like you say, they are family members. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So what's the greatest challenge that you've had in growing the business? I would have to say that one of the biggest challenges is just as you continue to grow to continue to retain the culture and the feeling that you started on. You know, as we add staff, as we add properties, as we add owners to deal with, as we add more guests that stay with us, we want everyone to feel as though it started with two people running a business out of their home and they only rented one home. And so they had that relationship with anybody that came in. And so if we can continue to deliver that to our employees, to our homeowners and to our guests that almost like you are the only person we work with, mm-hmm. then I believe that we'll just continue to have success, but it's not easy. It, it's no. That is a very challenging thing to continue to create. Maintaining culture is always a big deal at a company. Let me ask you this. I also know something very special about you, and that is that you guys don't advertise that everything that you're getting with homeowners is like word of mouth. You're not beating down doors. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. Yeah. Well, you know, the first play on that is the fact that in order to keep that culture and keep that, you say mom and pop feel, it doesn't sound luxury, but truly it is. The relationship feel that you can have with everybody is is ensuring that you don't grow too fast because ultimately you have to scale your operations as you scale your inventory. So what we decided, you know, from the very get-go is we're going to make sure that we grow at the speed that we can operationally grow. It's not all about as much money as quick as possible, but it's about building a sustainable company that we know will create a livelihood for not just me, not just my business partner, but all of our staff and our homeowners throughout the future. So that was number one, was making sure that we didn't grow too fast. And then the second is just creating that relationship with the homeowners from start to finish. A lot of our homeowners are investors, so they kind of understand return on investment, the time it takes to return things. So that's a benefit we have, but also picking up the phone. When I get an email or a text and it's not an easy response, why don't I just pick up the phone and call them? Because Mm -hmm. I can answer it in 10 minutes instead of sending them a text message that maybe it has numbers in it. And I found this out that when you send a message, whether it be email or text, if it has data in it, it can very often be construed as, okay, they're just trying to prove to me that they understand more than I do. And sometimes I read into that as well. When someone sends me, you know, if if an homeowner says, why didn't we do as well as last year? 
and I send an email saying, well, this was your ADR and this was your ADR last year. This was your occupancy. This was your occupancy last year. And this is the data across our region. Mm-hmm. Well, immediately there's going to be like, well, they just spit facts at me and that doesn't make me feel loved. That doesn't make me feel wanted. And so I'll just pick up a phone call and talk to them. And we get a lot of that of saying, yeah, thanks for that. That makes sense. I appreciate it. Vacation rental managers utilize LiveRes and their powerful software that goes beyond the standard. LiveRes empowers you to operate your business the way you want, while offering you powerful support and access to a community of partners and experts to grow your vacation rental business. LiveRes's industry differentiator is software plus support, community, and service, with high converting websites included to get you started. Learn more at LiveRes.com. So you are truly creating relationships with these homeowners and you're not looking to be the biggest. You're actually looking to be the best at what you do in that area. And that's why the word of mouth, why you guys have grown so significantly in the luxury market, depending on where you are in the U.S., you're a good sized company for where you are, especially at Lake Norman. And so I congratulate you on the growth that you've had and the ability to maintain your culture at the same time. Kayla, that's really beautiful. And I know a lot of property managers struggle with that. I would love for you to tell me your favorite homeowner story. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> no, that's that's a great question. And racking my head around this is not easy. I have so many homeowners that I do really, truly have created friendships with. And I am glad to have those. One relationship that I've built over the past few years, it's always nice to speak with those owners And recently, the conversation came up about doing something a little bit different to the property, reorganizing one of the spaces. One, uh, we had a safety concern. So that was an initial conversation that we had. And two, we just felt as though the space could have felt a little bit better just with a small tweak. And this homeowner, you know, picked up the phone and, and had a quick conversation. And the people that own the property, they said, you know what, we trust you. We trust that you know what you're doing. And the husband of the couple explained, he said, listen, I am doing what I do and I'm good at what I do because people trust me to make decisions. And that's why we joined you is that we trust you to make the decisions. You've proven to us over the past 12 months that you know what you're doing. And with small things like this, we trust you to make those decisions. So go ahead. That is great. That is a true story of earned trust, not blind trust, but earned trust. Now, tell me about your favorite guest story. Do you have (laughs) any really cool guest stories about your guests that come and stay at Lake Dorman? We've had uh, celebrities. We've had athletes stay with us. Are they nice? They are. They are. We've had some interesting communication with some of them. And we have high-end CEOs that have trip advisors who book with us. Those are always fun and cool to feel like you have a special brand that people love. But my favorite story is actually one that probably could come off the wrong way, but we had a guest who'd stayed with us a couple of times and they called us, I think it was around 5.30 in the evening and, and our reservations are open till six. So, and they simply stated, Hey, we're in town. We just got in and we booked another property from a different property owner. And we got here and it just was, it was not what we need. It was not what we wanted. We are not happy at all. And they said, we're so sorry. Do you have anything that you can get us in? 
And so from that point on, my reservations team reached out to our operations team and said, hey, what can we get? What's been inspected? What's ready? And within about 40 minutes, we were able to get them into a different property that was with us. And it was through an OTA that they had booked. And we said, listen, from our experience, you should request something back from that OTA. You may get nothing, but at least you can ask and tell them kind of the situation. But in the meantime, why don't you come enjoy the lake like you know we're going to offer you. And and since then, they've booked a couple more times with us. And, and we know that they'll come back next time as well. Of course they will. Yeah. Of course they will, because you meet and exceed your customers' expectations, which is really why we do what we do, you know, to help people. If you could give one piece of advice to people who are growing or want to grow a luxury business, because that's what yours is, what would that piece of advice be specific to, you know, growing the high-end luxury curated property inventory? Great question. I am going to give you more than just one because this has been on my mind for the past week. And the first one would be taking calculated risks. And I don't think that just goes towards the luxury, but I think that goes towards just anybody. Some of the people in this industry who are first movers, they're taking calculated risks. That's something that we did when we started our loyalty program. When we stopped our pet fees, when we changed our whole fee structure on how we're going to charge fees to guests, those were all calculated risks. And um, if they don't work out, we tried. If they do work out, we're going to be the ones leading the way. And I always want to be a first mover. So take a calculated risk. And that's the difference between the people who are millionaires at 50 and the people who are working eight hour days making $100,000 in salary at 50. There's a difference. And those people that are millionaires are taking calculated risks. And this is advice that you're giving other people about doing high-end luxury properties. And calculated risks, of course, that's excellent. You can't get anywhere without calculated risk. I'm a broker in North Carolina. Yeah. And I know that they are very particular about the fees. They even whine, depending on the amounts that we put in there. Did that have anything to do with the reason that you decided to do your fees differently? Not at all. We are a licensed broker because we have to be in the state of North Carolina. We have four real estate agents on staff, another one that's going through their course right now, just to have that understanding and being able to have those conversations with guests. But the reason that we restructured our fees was mainly because of that fiduciary that we have towards our homeowners. And so- we couldn't in good conscience continue to charge. Let's just say you wanted to stay for a weekend in January on the lake and I was charging you $500 a night. And so your room rate was $1,000, but your cleaning fee and your insurance fee was also $1,000. So we felt as though we were losing reservations because our fees sometimes matched or outweighed room rate. And so we had to find a way to combat that. And that's a big risk on us because as a property management company, I'm losing money in the off season when it comes to my fees. And I have to expect that I'm going to make that money back up in the peak season. And so we did a lot of analyzing and a lot of number crunching. And we think we've come up with a system that's going to work, but only time will tell. Caleb, I'd love to talk to you about that. Off of the podcast, I'll tell you why. Because fee structure to me is a real nuance to how you're making your money as a property management company, especially mm -hmm. in North Carolina. So I would love to have a conversation just about fee structure and how that's working. And maybe we can bring it back and talk about 
the fee structure and how it's working for you guys yep. and how you moved and, and where the profitability went and how you did that. Because a lot of the fee structure is how people make money in North Carolina. They make it that way. So the fact that you're doing just the opposite to me is fascinating. And I'm I'm really excited to hear about that. Tell me your second point. Yes. And once again, I don't think this sticks only to luxury. A lot of things that I work in my professional career at are things that I work in my personal life, my family life as well. And that's don't undervalue yourself. Know your value and know your worth. Whether that be you, you know, going for a new job interview or whether that be your company pitching to a new client. And I can't tell you time and time again is wow, you you guys charge more than the competition we spoke to. Yeah, we understand that. And that's because this is what we provide that from what we've heard, somebody else may not provide. We never put down the competition. I'm never going to say they don't do this. They don't do this. They don't do this. But what I am going to do is I'm going to explain to you that our gross is more than double their average gross. There you go. What we do is X, Y, Z. We do it the best because we want to be the best. And that's why we're valued at what we're valued. And we've had people go the other way, strictly because of a few percentage points. And we wish them the best. And we've had a few of them go the other way and then call us back and say, okay, you're right. I need to make a switch. And we, you know, take them in with open arms, but don't undervalue yourself and know your worth. That's beautiful. That's really good advice. And guys, that's, that's life advice, not just advice here, but that is life advice for all of us knowing our worth and valuing ourselves. Caleb, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Guys, if you have any questions about how Caleb is doing business, Caleb, are you open for people to contact you? Absolutely. I like we spoke before. I'm really am an open book. I like to challenge the status quo. I know I'm young. I know I'm up and coming in the industry. <laughs> I, I don't want to uh, ruffle any feathers, but at the same time, I have a firm belief that competition drives innovation. And if we're going to continue to grow at the speed we're growing or continue to take on new heights, that we have to be innovative. And some of that is learning from each other. And I'll never stop learning. And I hope anybody who wants to learn with me would be happy to have a conversation with them. Well, congratulations on your really amazing success in this area. Tell me how they contact you, Caleb, if they want to get in touch with you. Yes. So uh, a little bit old school, but the best way to contact me is email. I do not answer text messages very well. I do not answer LinkedIn messages very well, but email me, Caleb at staylakenorman.com. That's the number one way to get on my list. Well, thanks again, Caleb. God bless. And I really appreciate your offering to share with other people today in property management. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. This episode of How We Grow is brought to you by LiveRes. To find out more about how LiveRes can help grow your vacation rental business, visit liverest.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.